Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running. Five seconds left in the game. You believe in Context, there's no disrespect, so when I bust my rhyme, you break your necks. We got five minutes for us to disconnect. All of it is on the field. We're going to get the mission. We're Let's get it started. Let's get it started. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the opening line. We are your hosts, Wits and Roz, and that's such a maniacal giggle I just had because I'm back. I'm gambling again, but it is it is going just like I left it in Chicago. Not not so great to start. We've been looking at a new guy um, who's given us some picks, but uh, it's uh, neither here nor there. It's because of, it's my issue because I'm doing slim pickings. I'm picking who I want out of that list and not just going with the full thing. And then M- NBA Roz thought he had the formula tonight, and he just was uh, so far nowhere near it. Um, Wits, how you doing today? <laughs> uh, my rates. I'm absolutely irate. Vanderbilt plus three and a half. Lose to Kentucky by four. At the end of the game. I'm uh, I'm disheveled. My night has been ruined. I was ready to stay up all night and watch hoops, and now I think I'm just gonna go to bed. Yeah, the Vanderbilt one was interesting because when I turned it on, they were down 71-64. I was like, oh boy, this is it's gonna be a tough tough one to cover, especially when you get down to free throws. Next thing I know, I'm seeing. Kentucky down or up only one point then they foul the three-point shooter and it's kind of breaking your way and it's just uh a team that never makes this many free throws made one too many free throws tonight Kentucky yeah 24 of 25 from the line I gotta give them a lot of credit just not what you'd expect and uh Vanderbilt I forgot that the only guy's name I know on Vanderbilt is Scotty Piven Jr but they had another guy on the line down one, 30 seconds left, 77% free throw shooter, bricks both. And that was just kind of the start of the end. Uh, they couldn't get within within the one point, and that's what happens. Down two, need a foul. It's not good for plus three and a half. So sit here in a, in a pool of depression after getting a huge uh, victory with NC State to start the day off right. But that's gambling for you. We'll move on. So we got plenty of games left tonight, but uh, Wits is deflated, so uh, to put it lightly. I feel you. And the way the first half's capped in our NBA one, I'm pretty deflated myself. You know, the NBA, man, I say it every time, you never know what you're going to get when you gamble the NBA. You don't know who's coming out to play each night, and that makes it even bigger of a crapshoot, honestly. Um, you could be a team with only four wins and 20-plus losses, and you can still win by 30. It's a – the regular season's such a crapshoot. It depends on who cares that night. Is there a storyline? Um, and that's the situation we're in currently. Because obviously it's 
formulaic when it comes to uh, the playoffs. You know who's going to the finals. You know who's going to the Western Conference Finals, the Eastern Conference Finals. And it shall not be, hopefully, the Bucks this year. I want to give a quick fuck the Bucks. Pardon my French. Losing their fourth in a row two nights ago. Unbelievable. And that loss to Toronto. Just needed them to win the game. Couldn't even do that. I think this Bucks team went all out for Giannis this offseason. And I got to be honest, Wits, I think they've regressed immensely. I think they've regressed too, Roz, and it's, it's hard to put my finger on it. It's not like I'm watching them every night. But, I mean, you think with, with guys like Chris Middleton and uh, Drew Holiday, I mean, how, how much better role players do you want? I mean, along with Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis, I mean, there's no reason to me that that team shouldn't be as good as they were last year. But here we are. They've lost four in a row. They, they look like crap. Um, I mean, how much of this do we put on Giannis? I mean, I know we've watched him a few times, and he, he hasn't looked as sharp, in my opinion. He hasn't, honestly. Um, and the team, that team defense is brutal. They gave up a ton of threes. They're not very good defensively, and the Bucks' core was their defense in the past year. So, I don't know. I think you sold away Malcolm Brogdon way too soon. I think there's a lot of – I think there's a lot of pieces they had. They're trending upwards, and you, you sold – I don't even know if you sold high on him. You might even sold low on Malcolm Brogdon, and that's going to – I think that's going to hurt moving forward, but – what do I know about the NBA? I think it's a LeBron's to lose this year. Clippers look fine. Utah's playing out of their mind, but that will only take you so far when you make the postseason. Um, and then I just think the Nets are going to do what they need to do to make the finals because it would just be an absolute disaster if they didn't. Anything college basketball-wise you got, you got churning in your head? I mean, if you look at the AP Top 25, you've got Michigan 3, Ohio State 4, and Illinois 4. Five. So you got three Big Ten teams in the top five right now, trailing both Baylor and Gonzaga. Um, any thoughts as we're – Rube has let us know that we're getting closer and closer to the NCAA tournament. Any thoughts on the college basketball season so far? Any surprises? Any, uh, any non-surprises? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I think if you look at Illinois from the outside, if you hadn't watched a game this year, you'd probably be thinking, oh, that's about where they were ranked preseason. But – it's been a pretty it's been a pretty wild ride for the fighting Illini this year. I mean, they started off strong. They went three and zero. Um, I thought played a pretty played a pretty tight game. <coughs> excuse me, tight game with Baylor for about thirty five minutes, and then they they kind of ran away with it. The Bears did, but it's it's been up and down from there for Illinois. I mean, I remember they lost back to back to Maryland and Ohio State, and we're all kind of wondering. Is this Illinois team really like a top 10, a top 15 team? And then meanwhile, you know, they've rattled off six in a row here, um, taking down Northwestern, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Indiana, and Iowa. So I think this Illinois team, they're fighting hard. And I don't want to say they're a surprise, but the way that they've gotten back to that fifth spot, I think has been really impressive. And then you want to talk about impressive too, Ohio State. I don't think many people had them on their preseason top 10 radar but they, I mean they've just been taking down every team in the Big Ten so I think you know they're a team to look out for um, Alabama's having a great year Virginia tough loss the other night to uh, Florida State but 
you know, I think that that happens every once in a while. They've been playing really well. And then as we, we round out the top 25, Kansas finally snuck in there at 23. And right now they're, they're playing Kansas state as 13 point favorites. So there's a, a lot of disparity going on here. I mean, we're not talking about Kentucky. We're not talking about Duke, um, Kansas, no UNC, right? No so Michigan state. Dude, there's a, there's a lot of chances here. And I, I think we both agree that Gonzaga, I think is the clear cut best team. Um, Baylor's right there though, man. I, I, I'm telling you. I agree. I think Baylor could give them a run for their money. Absolutely. And anything can happen in one game. Here's my thing. And I've been saying this for weeks on this show. And I've been hearing a lot of, I don't want to say ESPN has been listening to us, but I've been saying it's honestly since before I came home to Chicago in November. I think you can book the tickets for the final four for at least three of these teams. I think it's going to be Gonzaga, Baylor, and Michigan. Really? I don't think it's anywhere close. Honestly, honestly, God, but that doesn't mean this tournament's going to be lame. Honestly, I want to see those three teams make the final four. I really think this is going to be the hardest first three rounds of the March Madness pool that I'm sure you'll be in and I'll be in and anybody else listening will be in. I think you're going to see some crazy freaking shit happen in this year's tournament. I don't know how it's going to happen, where it's going to happen. You're going to get an Alabama upsetting an Ohio State in the Sweet 16. You're going to get a Missouri getting ousted in the first round by a 14 Elon or any, any other made-up name college. Honestly, you're going to see some stuff this, this uh, March Madness that will reignite your love for the tournament that we missed last year. And, again, I try not to dilute that by saying that Gonzaga, Baylor, and Michigan are locked to go to the Final Four, but they really are. I think they're heads and heels above the rest. I think Gonzaga and Baylor is going to ultimately be the matchup, and I think that's going to be the most common poll in the, uh, in the brackets this year. Um, but we'll see. I think it's top-heavy at the top three, but everything else is fair play. Even that last number one seed could potentially drop to a 16 seed. I think it's that crazy this year where anything can happen and there's no fans that are going to be in attendance. And I, you'll have to see who that favors. Yeah, Roz, I don't know if I agree with you on the Michigan um, being a shoe in for the final four. I mean, I, I think when I, when I rank these teams, I think you put Gonzaga, I would put them on a tier on their own, but Gonzaga and Baylor, I think are clearly the top two teams, but you look at the top 25 Roz. I mean, You've got a bunch, a bunch of teams, I would say, that are good but not great. And I feel like on any, any, any given night, you can kind of sub them in and out for each other. I mean, just look at these teams. Illinois, Houston, Virginia, Bama, Oklahoma, Villanova, Iowa, Texas, West Virginia. I feel like I'm saying the same team like over and over again in just a little bit different style. And then you know, Texas Tech, Florida State, USC, Vatech, uh, Wisconsin, Loyola, Chicago having a great year. They're 18-4. and four. Arkansas, I think, is a sneaky team at 24. San Diego State, I mean, I agree with you. I think, I think it's going to be an awesome tournament. And I think I want to say most of those top 25 teams that we, that we just talked about got a chance to make a deep run. I mean, they all are very good teams, and I know that they're definitely a class below like a Gonzaga and a Baylor. But, you know, anything can happen. It's a crazy tournament, and it wouldn't surprise me if we saw any of those teams in the final four, I mean, I think Gonzaga's getting there. I think Baylor's getting there, but after that, I'm not too certain about any one single team that we just went over. 
That's fair. I think I'm a little more stubborn this year, and I think that's fine. I think for what I'm telling you about the Final Four, I could be wrong. Absolutely, I'm wrong about a lot of things. Um, but in my opinion, it doesn't matter. You're going to have to get past the first three rounds anyways. Obviously, your champion is the most important thing you can have, but it helps to have a good first three rounds of the tournament when you're going up against tiebreakers and all the stuff down the line. Um but yeah, no, it'll be fun. I'm excited. It's a month away, I believe. A month away tomorrow um, will be March Madness, and everyone's pretty much work from home, so you know there's not going to be a lot of work to be done that day, as we'll have all the TVs up and at them, watching all of the games. Um, but with, with gambling being back comes great responsibility, and that is golf every week. We've got the Genesis Invitational right up the street from me at Riviera Golf Course. Um, I will not be in attendance. Um, I actually still don't know where that course is. Um, I heard near Santa Monica, but we are back as a full unit, the Sobel Express. We had our five or four. I, my, I, my math is horrible. So I, we have four first round leaders to go with. I've got two winners currently, very much dialed back from what we're used to um, gambling, but I'm sure I'm going to be looking to have a little bit of fun this weekend. Um, so wits. I'm going to say mine. I'm a first-round leader and winner pick, Carlos Ortiz. I think he's going to be dangerous. This guy took on Dustin Johnson head-to-head and beat him already this year. Not calendar year, but uh, last season and before the 2021. Is that where we are? 2021 began. Um, mm-hmm. I, like, I like Carlos Ortiz. Got him at 66-1, to one, um, I believe, for first-round leader and – I think that's actually the same odds both all the way through. But, uh, yeah, I like him a lot. I think he has a lot of potential, striking the ball well. This guy, watch out for him. I think he's going to jump out to a hot first day. That doesn't always – it's hard to get a horse to carry out four rounds. But I'll take just a first-round leader from him and then hope my second guy comes in for the W. Yeah, nothing wrong with with a first-round leader. Uh, Roz, a couple guys that I'm looking at – one is pretty big long shot, Sergio Garcia. Um, we were on him actually at Sanderson Farms last year when he got his first victory in a while. And I'm going back to him this week at 80 to one. I love the price. I know we got a lot of big horses in the field. EJ's back, uh, teeing off, I think, at like six to one, which is ridiculous. Not even. <laughs> Not even. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, you know, we got John Rahm, DeChambeau, Shawflay, Justin Thomas, Rory. So this is a big field, a lot of big names. And I think when you, when you look at those big names, I think the guy, he's not in that class. He's right below. It's Colin Morikawa. I'm also going to take him with one of my outright picks at 33 to one. Um, you know, Morikawa, I think is one of the better ball strikers on tour and haven't really heard, heard much of him since he won, uh, won the PGA a few months back, but I think this tournament, he's, I think he's going to stand out and play really well. Um, my first round leader, familiar favorite, we are going back to Mr. Siwoo Kim. Um, you can get him at 80 to one on DraftKings. And, you know, you want to talk about a perfect golf swing. Siwoo is the guy for you. Um, I like Siwoo this week to finish top 10 as well. So I think he's going to start off hot and 80 to one, nothing wrong with that either. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, the statistical model that Matthew Vicenzi puts out, picked Daniel Berger last week. He was top of the model. Um, Dustin, unfortunately, is sitting there right now. 
I went with Xander Shoffley, who's sitting four down. Nothing sexy about him at 16-1. to one. Um, he's, he's usually up there in terms of the favorites. But putting a little cash on him, I think Xander is going to have an explosive season. And why not start here against such a dominant field? Um, I do like Siwoo. I haven't touched him yet money-wise. Um, you don't really want to wait on that because that value will just go the wrong direction. So might put a little slip on the Siwoo Kim. Um, I, I almost I almost went into Ruben Witt's territory here with Bubba Watson at 50 to one um, come in here on eighth on the projected model. And uh, I'm surprised you guys did not hop aboard that, but Witt's talk, talk about your first round. Siwoo is your first round, um, which is I'm also on as well, but talk about some of the other first rounders we're taking tomorrow. Yeah. So one of the other guys we're going to hop on is uh, Joaquin Neiman, a uh, familiar, familiar favorite on the show. Um, and one of the things that really stood out to me was um, ball striking the past 24 rounds. Um, talking about that, that same article, uh, Joaquin Neiman is top five in the field in terms of ball striking the past 24 rounds, gaining over 33 strokes on the field. So, you know, he's a guy not very good around the greens yet, but he can get hot. And that's really what you're looking for with a first-round leader. You want a guy who can who can run a bunch of birdies together, and Joaquin Neiman uh, is definitely one of those guys. And the last guy that we're going with, uh, courtesy of our friend Jared Rubin, uh, we're going to take Sebastian Munoz. Um, Rube, that's Rube's pick, Sebastian Munoz. 125 to 1. Yeah, 125 to 1. I mean, he could be doing whatever he wants out there. Uh, that's, that's a pretty damn good price. And Munoz, I mean – He's a guy who's, who's kind of all over the board. He'll get really hot at times and, you know, kind of like the past couple of months. You haven't heard much from him, but he is a guy who can get hot. And that's, again, that's what we're looking for from a first-round leader. Want a guy who is, has the ability to vault up the leaderboard. And Sebastian Munoz, definitely a guy who can do that. So looking at Riviera, it's a par 71, measuring a little over 7,300 yards. And got the Poa Greens, which I think is good for Munoz. And 120 players, pretty stacked field. But I think uh, I think those four guys should make it interesting for the first round. And Carlos Ortiz, I think, is the only one of our picks going off uh, in the morning wave. It'll be about 9:30 Central time, and then the rest of the guys are, I believe, right around two to two thirty Central, depending on where you're at. Wait, I'm all in on that. The only other name I saw. Vic, I might be enticed to hop on Victor Hovland with Jason Sobel, a guy we uh, we follow a lot. Haven't been on the right side of a Hovland train yet, but we'll see what we can do. I got money to play with. I'm back in the gambling sphere. So let's just hope I win some more bets tonight. We've got Minnesota and the South Carolina game that's going on behind me. Nobody can see right now. But South Carolina was just up by four. I think they're trailing by three now. Uh, but, hey, we got 13 and a half points, so that's all that matters. Um, Wits, that's pretty much it. We got no football. No football. Carson Wentz might go to the Colts. I don't know if you heard about that. Yeah, I did hear about that. Uh, it'd be interesting. That hurts you a little the... bit, doesn't it? You're it you're ja- you're Jacoby Brissett guy. You want the guy to get his chance. Oh yeah, I think Jacoby Brissett has given, been getting the raw end of the stick for a couple years now. Um, I mean, bringing in Philip Rivers for that one year didn't really work out I mean they did make the playoffs but what are you gonna do you can't win them all I thought Jacoby deserved a shot but who am I just a schmuck on the street um but yeah you know you look at Carson Wentz 
you're going to pick one spot for him to go, Indianapolis is probably the best spot. I mean, he reunites with Frank Reich, where he probably had his most success as a pro under with Philadelphia. And that, that Colts offensive line is better than any of the other suitors that Wentz is going to go to. And I'm going to bring this up again. I did last week, but you saw what happened to even the greatest quarterback in the NFL in Patrick Mahomes when he didn't have an offensive line blocking for him. So it does make you feel a little bit for all those guys who we always shit on, but it's, it's tough when that's not only happening for one game, but for 16 freaking games in a row. So, I, but there's a difference. Look at how, in my opinion, maybe I agree. There's some other quarterbacks you could probably name here, but Mahomes was getting hit, but that ball was still soaring and still flying and still looking good. Wentz, it's not so much about that to me anymore. Wentz is kind of falling into this Cam Newton predicament where his first off, his throwing motion looks awful. And he just doesn't look like a capable passer down the field. And that's the issue I'm running in with like Carson Wentz. I think you're getting damaged goods here. He's been hurt a lot. And I think that took a toll on him. And now he, he's throwing the ball comparable to Cam Newton, who clearly can't throw a football anymore. It's just my thought. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't totally disagree with you there. Um, I wouldn't label Carson Wentz as damaged goods yet. I mean, I think he's still relatively young. And, you know, while that really spiraled out of control in Philadelphia, it's not to say that he might not even go back there. Um, I hear a lot of talk on all these shows how people think Jalen Hurts isn't the answer for the Eagles. And I, I don't know if they were watching the same games that I was. I mean, I would take Jalen Hurts in a second. Um, but regardless, Carson Wentz, I think under the right scenario, we could see him round back into that form that we saw when people, people were talking about him as an MVP candidate. So that wasn't too long ago, but we'll see what happens, man. I mean, in any type of sports league, some, some guys just flare out and they're, they're never heard from again. So I'm hoping that's not Carson Wentz. I, I, I do like him, but I don't really know what his psyche is or what his, you know what's going on in his head so we'll see what happens but I would have to think that Indianapolis would probably be the best spot for him uh you know with a good team a good defense and a good running game right which is always a quarterback's best friend so we'll see what happens um but I would rather him not go to the Bears because I don't think anybody deserves to (laughs) be quarterback for the Bears it's just a bad situation over there it is definitely a bad situation over there um I don't even know what the Bears are going to end up deciding to do they don't have enough to get Watson um might be time to draft mac jones like i said so we'll see the nfl has got a ways to go i'm just focused on what the packers are deciding to do i don't necessarily dislike the idea of going for jj watt but i'm very much okay just signing back my boys Corey lindsley aaron jones and jamal williams um hopefully we go from there but uh we got some time to the nfl we're just planning our next vegas trip and that's, uh, that's really the forefront of gambling gold for us at this point is if we can get to Vegas sooner rather than later. Um, Wits? Yep. That will uh, be the next thing. Final thoughts? Just Vegas? <laughs> Just Vegas. Just win, baby. Just Vegas, baby. Just Vegas. The great Witsy Rosenzweig once said. Um, all right. That's our show today. Everyone have a fantastic weekend. Hopefully we hit some golfers for you. It's been a minute on our end since we had a golfer we got hot in 2020 down the stretch maybe we can get hot here as we are getting into some of the bigger tournaments on the schedule this is the opening line we are your hosts switz and Roz. catch you next time everybody yeah, 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 yeah.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.